And welcome to another edition of Wrestling Makes the World Takes. We're coming to you live, live, live. I'm flying solo. It's yours truly, CB, uh, coming at you live one day before the ROH Final Battle pay-per-view extravaganza. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas. Uh, an afternoon show, uh, a little bit of a different experiment, uh, but we'll see how it goes as Tony Khan and crew bring the third PPV production of 2022 to kind of round out the year for uh, the Ring of Honor franchise. Uh, it's an interesting card, to say the least. We're going to walk through it in a little bit, but I want to get your thoughts here. So join me on Twitter at hashtag uh, WMWT or get at me at, at Wrestling Makes on Twitter or YouTube and share your thoughts with me on, on the final battle card. And as we're kind of wrapping up the uh, year for Ring of Honor in 2022, an interesting one as it's a transitionary year uh, for the brand. Uh, it's been around for 20 years and this is the 20th year. Uh, but let me know your thoughts on how do you think year one of the Tony Khan regime uh, has been so far. Um, interesting to say the least. Uh, some, you know, speed bumps along the way. Uh, we thought by now perhaps we have a television deal secured. Um, and kind of sharing some talent uh, with the AEW roster a little bit. Uh, but some good, some really good action uh, in in the um, in the mix uh, over the last twelve months. Uh, since the March acquisition, uh, but a lot of good things, a lot of promising things, and I'm still optimistic uh, for a television deal. Maybe, maybe we'll get a little lucky and they'll make a little announcement tomorrow, a little early holiday present uh, that Ring of Honor has secured the television deal. We know Tony Khan uh, and Warner Brothers Discovery have been kind of socializing a little bit, and uh, we've heard good things. Uh, from both sides. Uh, so hopefully that means an extension for all elite wrestling and their products on uh, the Turner networks. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, hopefully that comes along with uh, some sort of uh, distribution efforts for uh, ring of honor television, <coughs> excuse me, on a weekly basis, uh, whether that's uh, on one of the TNT uh, TBS or even a true TV or one of the other, uh, related uh, turn networks. Even at this point, I'll take a weekly show on the Bleacher Report live app, which I think would be a, kind of a unique opportunity to kind of build that audience a little bit, is to kind of move that Ring of Honor library there. So if Warner Brothers Discovery were to uh, pay licensing fee to um, Tony Khan and uh, the Ring of Honor Holdings Group uh, to air all of their, their weekly content there and have the backlog there as well, kind of move the honor club there. I think that could be kind of an interesting play into helping build that Bleacher Report audience to get, to get them used to in there to interact with that content and then hopefully essentially buy the pay-per-view events once a quarter. Uh, so three pay-per-views in 2022 and from the looks of it uh, or from the, from the sounds of it during the, um, post uh, pay-per-view scrums uh, when asked about it, it sounds like they're going to be sticking to this three pay-per-view model, uh, at least for the, the upcoming year. And who knows what happens after that? Uh, they've got five core AEW pay-per-views and then now three uh, core Ring of Honor pay-per-views with Supercard of Honor, uh, tri traditionally held WrestleMania weekend, and then uh, Death, Death Before Dishonor held in the summertime, and then the uh, flagship staple tentpole event, which is happening tomorrow, final battle uh, at the end of the year, rounding it out in December. So interesting enough, uh, a card. <clears throat> I want to get your thoughts on final battle this year. 
Final Battle has traditionally been kind of the big payoff for the biggest feuds in Ring of Honor. Um, so I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, what you think of this year's card uh, under the new regime. Um, and then if you think it's going to live up to the hype of being a quote-unquote final battle uh, quality type card. Uh, there's some really good stuff on here. I'm going to kind of walk through the card a little bit. And then I'll give my predictions for the end. But we've got a tag title match between FTR and the Briscoes. Uh, the trilogy match, a double dog collar uh, stipulation. We've got Samoa Joe defending the uh, Ring of Honor television title against New Japan Pro Wrestling and new Ring of Honor slash AEW superstar Juice Robinson. We've got Dalton Castle and the boys getting together. Love Dalton Castle. So much charisma. I'm surprised he's not like such a bigger star. Um, I think he's just got all the potential in the world and the talent to back it up. But Dalton Castle and the boys will battle, uh, as he calls, a whole lot of meat, as he said in the um, – the, uh, pre-show uh, hype video uh, against Brian Cage and Gates of Agony for the uh, Ring of Honor. They're going to put the Ring of Honor six-man tag titles on the line. Uh, we've got the returning Shane Taylor promotions uh, going one-on-one against Swerve and our Laurie of Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. We've got the pure title on the line, a grudge match between Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Utah. We've got the women's title in a showdown, long-standing feud between Mercedes Martinez and Athena. And then rounding out for the Ring of Honor World Championship, we've got the one and only, the icon. We've got Chris Jericho, the Ocho, defending the title in one-on-one against Claudio Castagnoli. The stipulation that Claudio Castagnoli must join the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society if he should lose this bout. Uh, so interesting card, uh, to say the least. Um, Final Battle has been one of those cards that, over the years, some of the biggest feuds have, have cap, capped off uh, the Ring of Honor year, uh, dating all the way back to 2002. But going back to, like, notably 2004, uh, Samojo, who is on this card, depending on the television title, um, and kind of aligning with the uh, what we're seeing uh, over in, up in Stanford, Connecticut right now, with uh, Roman Reigns and the Undisputed title. Samojo once held the Ring of Honor world title for over two years. And it was looking like he was never going to lose that title. And then the headlining bout, December 26, 2004, Austin Aries against Samoa Joe. Austin Aries hits the 630 and pins Samoa Joe, ending that two-year-plus reign in what was uh, a, shake, a shaking moment at the time. Uh, shocking, pure shocking uh, at the time. Kind of passing of the torch uh, a little bit, so to say. Uh, <coughs> so... If, apologies, I'm getting over being sick a little bit. Um, but that's not going to stop us. We still show up. The show must go on. And shout out to our Caparuni, who's, I'm sure, watching uh, on demand at some point. Uh, it's a little bit late. We're a late night. I got a cup of coffee here. <coughs> and we're covering all things Ring of Honor in tomorrow's final battle pay-per-view or later this afternoon, whatever you want to position it. And uh, we'll talk a little bit of indies as well. Um, but another thing as well, like if you look back to like the uh, as recent as 2017, uh, the feud between Dalton Castle and Cody Cody Rhodes, uh, known as just Cody at the time in 2017, uh, Cody defending the title against Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle getting the big win uh, as well over Cody. Dalton Castle is also in action, but it was also the debut of the uh, new Ring of Honor title. Cody Rhodes came out with the brand new bleach blonde iconic look that he has today. 
And um, it's just kind of a, a passing the torch, kind of a, a capping off of the year and setting up the following year for Ring of Honor. So I want to hear your thoughts at Wrestling Makes. Get at me on Twitter and share your thoughts on what do you think is going to go down at the, the upcoming pay-per-view event. Are you excited? Are you going to buy it? Are you not excited? Uh, what are you looking forward to at the in the 2023 era of Ring of Honor? What do you what do you want to see for the brand? Do you think they're going to end up on television? What does that look like? And if they do get television, I could do a whole show on rebuilding the Ring of Honor roster. Uh, if you check out the ring of honor website rohwrestling.com you go to the roster page they have kind of a and i give you an idea of what who tony kind of considers to be a ring of honor guy uh i mean he's got jericho on there but jericho is obviously uh bounced back between the two but he's got the briscoes on there he's got dalton castle he's got some others he's got juice robinson on there so let me know your thoughts on what is tony uh, on what tony's done with the brand so far uh we know he's kind of intermingled them with all the wrestling on the regular basis uh, with their um, dynamite and rampage programming and even the pay-per-view events. Uh, I was at full gear in Newark uh, a couple of weeks ago, saw a tremendous four-way bout uh, with Claudio Castagnoli, uh, Sammy Guevara, Jericho. Um, It's just unbelievable. And Brian Danielson, the American dragon, uh, just another ring of honor legend as well. Um, who I'd like to see hopefully come back and make an appearance in Ring of Honor just for old time's sake, you know, maybe mix it up uh, a little bit. But I'm going to kind of walk through uh, the card in a little bit. Uh, but before I get to that, just a couple of uh, indie notes that uh, I just want to kind of touch on because uh, there's so much going on. Uh, kind of a quiet uh, weekend for indies. And next weekend's kind of the big thing. GCW's off this weekend. Uh, but next weekend, they're back again in Los Angeles uh, with, a, with a stellar card. Uh, they just came came out in the news recently. They announced a couple of big shows coming in January. And if you remember this past January, the World on GCW pay-per-view, uh, they held at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Uh, it was kind of their um, their mecca, their kind of corner st- capstone uh, pay-per-view event, um, their biggest one they've ever done to date. And they kind of set the bar for a new level for them. And it was really cool. I watched the live pay-per-view. And uh, it was reminiscent of an old ECW uh, event. It had the atmosphere of the raucous crowd. It had the the blue mat, black ropes, and the Hammerstein Ballroom kind of set up with a, a modern twist to it. Uh, it's really interesting camera angles, which was which was a nice spin. And, and shout out to Brett Lauderdale uh, and the crew for the uh, their their great job with the production there. Um, but they've announced some. So the question was, are they going to return to Hammerstein again? And they're going to set the bar even higher. And and the and I didn't see any announcements coming out about a, another Hammerstein show. And I was like, well, what are they going to do to kind of top that? Well, what they have announced, they've announced two shows in January coming up. Uh, one in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. That's an interesting city. That And as soon as I thought, I said, are they going big arena here? This is the Von Braun Civic Center, which is where uh, you might notice we're uh, NWA TNA now as impact wrestling held their debut show back in Jan- June of 2002, that very building building holds about 8,000 people that had raw there before in the past. Um, so, and sure enough, that is what they're, they're that's where they're having it at. Uh, they've also announced the, uh, Carabas arena in, or however you pronounce it, forgive me, uh, in, in, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina as well. That same kind of, uh, timeframe, uh, which is another larger building. So it's really 
interesting now they've announced this fight plus deal where they've the barrier to entry to watch any kind of gcw show is like five bucks so and especially if you get the the um uh, annual plan you pay 50 bucks for the entire year and back catalog it's almost like a no-brainer it's like if you're not a, a fight plus subscriber highly recommend it do right now you're going to get all the backlog of gcw all their live events that they do for five bucks 50 bucks total um and if you want to pair it with that and this is something else i was thinking about back in the day when i was in high school to literally see indie wrestling. You had to get lucky enough that it aired on your local syndicated station at three o'clock in the morning on a on a Wednesday uh, to see like an NWA Wildside or a CZW here in Philadelphia area. Um, or you had to be lucky enough to find a DVD that was that fell off of a shelf somewhere at a blockbuster or a tape trading place. Um, or you didn't see it at all. You saw little video clips here and there on uh, online. Uh, back then, there was not the level in early 2000s. There was not where like a YouTube where you just log on and just kind of access any of the content that you you desire. Um, today, with the Fight Plus, you've got an IWTV uh, for nine bucks, nine ninety nine. You get access to hundreds of promotions on there, and um, bundle that with Fight Plus YouTube. And now they got the new Pro Wrestling TV which you've got the MLW catalog and you get some other great promotions on there. World uh, Women's Wrestling Army is on there. There's so much access to great content and uh, so much visibility for a lot of the young performers looking for their, uh, their big break. Um, so it's really, really cool. Uh, and I'm really kind of happy, not only for the fans, but for the performers to kind of get their, uh, get their, uh, their visibility with a new audience. So when they, uh, hopefully get noticed by that bigger stage and they move up the ranks a little bit to an AEW or WWE in time, uh, that they kind of build a little bit of a following, uh, which is really kind of cool to see, uh, in the land era of podcasting, kind of creating your own brand, um, it's it's really uh, it's a really exciting time uh, for the business. Uh, if you haven't realized that, uh, if you notice a lot of indie promotions back in the day, they used to have to like string together a small television show uh, to kind of build a, a following of that, or they ran frequently enough in their hometown to build a local following on a monthly basis. Um, but other than that, it was tough to really kind of tell stories and build a following unless you, you had to rely on dvd sales and word of mouth in uh chat rooms and forums back in the day uh, but it's really cool now if you look at like a gcw does really well on twitter they put out so much content on a regular basis a daily basis that even if you don't watch it you can kind of check out their twitter stream and kind of get a feel for uh, what's going on and who's on their lineups and it kind of gets you excited and they're starting to put together some really cool video clips um, and uh, really good cinematography to kind of tell those stories a little bit. Um, so really, really exciting time for the indies. Um, so a couple other big uh, shows coming up. And another thing, another promotion I'm excited about to see, uh, CZW is kind of heating up again a little bit. They've kind of, uh, kind of had like a soft relaunch uh, post-pandemic. Uh, out of their Studio Z in uh, southern New Jersey. Uh, but they're signing some big names to appear at some of their upcoming shows. December 18th, they've got uh, the return of the SAT, uh, who, if you're not familiar, the Spanish announced team, tag team. They uh, were actually CZW originals or in that early era, CZW, back in the early 2000s, uh, a staple. Uh, and then uh, a staple, a mainstay in the uh, kind of northeastern independent scene 
uh, back in that early 2000s. Really exciting tag team, and it's really cool to see them back in action again. Uh, and also Kenta, uh, known global uh, worldwide, is is also scheduled to appear. That's uh, that's December 18th um, in Blackwood, New Jersey. Uh, so if you're in the area, highly recommend check it out. Uh, it's a cool, intimate uh, kind of setting uh, to see some really good wrestling and some big names. Um, we've got the um, annual Legacy Tournament, the PWG Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, that's coming at you. As soon as we get into the new year, we're hitting it hard. Uh, we've got those two GCW shows that I talked about, amongst others. That I feel like they're running multiple shows every week. They've got, I think they announced 70-plus shows for 2023, which is an insane lineup for Indy Federation, uh, which is really cool. Uh, it's because there's a lot of opportunities for guys and girls out there uh, to get um, get uh, an opportunity on a, a semi-big stage to what it seems like they're the number three promotion in um, in the U.S. today. So PWG Battle of Los Angeles, a tournament that's uh, got uh, as as made names out of so many of the biggest indie stars uh, that you know on a national stage today. Uh, they're coming at you live uh, January 7th and 8th in Los Angeles. Uh, we've got MLW turning to Philly for January 7th for Blood and Thunder. And um, and then we've got GCW with a couple of huge shows coming at you in, uh, in January and beyond. Um, but nonetheless, let me know your thoughts on anything indie related. Love talking about it. Uh, let me know who your biggest indie stars are. Let me know if you want to talk some GCW. I'm happy to kind of um, mix it up with you a little bit. And then as I take a shout out, uh, take a sip of coffee, shout out to our number one Cavaroni AD. Uh, we miss you, bud. And uh, we hope to have you back here with us very soon. And we hope to come back with you live again uh, next week uh, with the uh, dynamic duo and and mix it up as we, uh, as we do it and we do it best. Um, so let's dive into it. Ring of Honor final battle pay-per-view event uh, is coming up um, tomorrow. It's 4 p.m. start time, Dallas, Texas. Um, we've got the 12-match uh, lineup and what looks to be four of them on the uh, pre-show, the Zero Hour, which you can catch live on YouTube or wherever you get your uh, free streaming preview. And then also one of my favorite parts is the post-show uh, scrum with uh, our main man, TK, uh, always never know what's going to happen at those uh, post-show scrums, as we've uh, found out this past year. So let's kick things off here um, with the uh, Ring of Honor six-man titles. We got Dalton Castle and the boys versus Brian Cage and Gates of Agony, the embassy with Brian Cage uh, and Prince Nana in the corner. I thought about this for a little bit. Uh, Dalton Castle and boy have held the titles for a while, and while I love Dalton Castle and the boys, and I think they have a ton of charisma, I don't know if uh, Tony Khan has uh, fully invested in them. So I'm going, to, and I think he may want to try to switch something different and get something going for Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony team. So I'm going to pick uh, Brian Cage and Gates of Agony to win the uh, Ring of Honor six-man tag team titles uh, and become the new champs there. Uh, moving over to uh, Shane Taylor Promotions versus Swerve in Our Glory. So we saw some turbulence happen at uh, the Full Gear pay-per-view with uh, Swerve in Our Glory. Um, so I think this is a prime opportunity for Shane Taylor Promotions to kind of take advantage of a team that's 
experiencing some turbulence. So I think the, the booking logic here show says Shane Taylor promotions um, gets a win over Swerve and Earl Glory uh, due to some maybe some inner interim team fighting uh, during the bout. Um, so we'll see here. And my hopes is having a lot of these Ring of Honor guys go over in many of these matches. It sets up maybe for announcement that a television deal is uh, is near to hopefully establish a a legit a full time roster for the Ring of Honor brand uh, that um, hopefully can um, they can kind of separate the two entities a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to pick Shane Taylor Promotions to kind of go over there. Uh, then we've got the pure title in a grudge match. We've got. Uh, a, a few that goes way back, actually, the Shimmer promotion, it's an all women's promotion on the uh, independent scene between Mercedes Marcinez and Athena. Um, actually, love what they're doing with Athena lately. And I think we're going to see uh, a new champ here. Um, the, they've seen me building up Athena quite uh, strong on recent television. Uh, even one of the elevation shows or dark shows, she literally knocks somebody out in like three seconds. So I can't imagine they're going to build her up to be that strong, only to take a loss to Mercedes Martinez. Um, so I, I could be wrong. I have been wrong in the past. I'm not perfect. But um, I think we're going to see new champion. I'm going to go with Athena. And I think uh, we're going to see the women's division of Ring of Honor kind of be taken in a, uh, a new direction here uh, as we enter 2023. Uh, going over to the grudge match for the pure championship in pure wrestling rules. We've got Daniel Garcia of the black, excuse me, the Jericho appreciation society going one on one with Wheeler Yuta of the Blackpool combat club. Uh, so this is an interesting bout here because we've seen a lot of talk of the town on the internet has been uh, around William Regal's exit of all Lee wrestling. And, um, pending return of world wrestling entertainment and the nxt brand and backstage rule so what does this mean are they going to break up the blackpool combat club or going to are they going to continue the faction uh, without william regal and you know kind of keep that keep that um that group going um so my instinct says that they're going to keep Daniel Garcia looking strong and I'm going to have him win and retain the pure title because ultimately I think the long-term storytelling, and I've mentioned this on past episodes of the show. I've seen some turbulence between Jericho and Daniel Garcia. And there's been some, uh, some kind of hints that while they are in the same group, that there might be uh, a little bit of tension, a little bit, just a little bit of tension between those two that I'm hoping that eventually lead to a big blow-off feud and essentially a passing of the torch. Um, so that'll lead in, So I'm going to pick Daniel Garcia to retain the pure championship against Wheeler Yuta. Uh, so that brings me into the, the segue into the ROH world title match. Uh, Chris Jericho, the Ocho, defending one-on-one against Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, so I'm going to kind of second that. They are going to kind of break, begin to break up the Blackpool Combat Club and uh, kind of move all those guys in a different directions. So that would be Claudio Castagnoli being taking a loss to Jericho and being forced to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world for Claudio Castagnoli. I think it'd be a good opportunity to kind of do something uh, a little bit charismatic with him a little bit in that kind of forced heel role. 
so we'll see what they do there. But kind of what I was talking about before with Daniel Garcia and Chris Jericho, I think if we could see that tension kind of boil to a head where you've got, you pit eventually Jericho versus Daniel Garcia, maybe at a Supercard of Honor pay-per-view, uh, going one-on-one for the world title, th- it could be Daniel Garcia himself that kind of unseats uh, Chris Jericho as the the next Ring of Honor World Champion, and essentially a passing of the torch to that fountain of youth in, in Daniel Garcia. And he's like kind of that modern-day uh, Brian Danielson, and kind of that they can kind of hang their hat on the new Ring of Honor brand. Um, so that brings me to one and only the final uh, match on the card. That'd be the Tag Team Championship uh, of the world for Ring of Honor uh, in a double dog collar match. It's the Briscoe brothers uh, returning once again against FTR, who's had a stellar year uh, collecting belts basically wherever they can find them in whatever promotion around the world. And uh, it would be the trilogy match. We've seen FTR uh, take the victory in the first two. Uh, so theoretically, it's like, why are we having a trilogy match if uh, they've already taken two victories? But nonetheless, uh, we saw that with Cody and Andrade too uh, last year. Um, so I actually I think we're going to see new champs here, and I think they're going to start to peel some of the belts off FTR, kind of move them on a little bit. Uh, they've been kind of um, hitter. Uh, feel like, and they're not knowing what to do, what the right thing to do with FTR is at the moment. So I think if I'm optimistic here that they're going to um, announce some sort of new distribution. Uh, for Ring of Honor television soon, I think they're going to kind of peel those tag titles off of FTR, given the Briscoe brothers kind of firmly established that Ring of Honor brand uh, separate from AEW um, and kind of its own kind of unique brand extension with the uh, Briscoes as the uh, the new tag team champs. Um, so interesting lineup. Uh, should be some stellar action here. And uh, if you haven't already, check out the Ring of Honor Final Battle hype pay-per-view uh, pay video that's on YouTube. It's about 18 minutes. But if you haven't been following much of the Ring of Honor storyline, which is kind of hard because it's kind of intertwined into AEW program, take 15 minutes out of your day and watch this video. And it gets you pumped. It gets you psyched for all the feuds that are going to be happening on the show. And it's actually is shaping up to be a really good, solid card. Uh, I got really pumped about the show uh, once I uh, sat and watched that. I just kind of watched it before this to kind of get reacclimated with everything that's going to be on tomorrow's card uh, so I could talk to it. Um, but check it out. Um, let me know your thoughts. And uh, if you are ordering it, let me know um, and uh, interact with me during the show or after the show. Let me know your thoughts. And uh, just in general, it's a really interesting uh, topic for 2022 going into 2023 what does the future hold for uh the ring of honor brand that's been around for uh the past two decades and this is kind of a a new era now they've got uh, an interesting group of owners now i mean they're coming off of syndicate broadcasting where they had kind of a built-in distribution network they were on syndication which in the 2010s 2020s is maybe the best model um for visibility they're on kind of a random time slots and days and it's hard to kind of build a following um so the hope is with tony khan's relationships uh investment into the brand that they can really reestablish this as a weekly uh, episodic television brand with quarterly pay-per-view events and kind of build it into that um aew kind of 
um, almost competitive about farm system promotion uh, that they can kind of build two established separate rosters and and build something really really special uh, that it's going to give more opportunity for the uh, for the performers. They're going to have their own kind of unique platforms to focus on and more opportunity for the fans to really uh, see some really good wrestling um, wherever they get their wrestling, uh, whether it's streaming, whether it's um, on cable or, or wherever. Um, so really exciting stuff as we kind of round out uh 2022 and head into 2023 but let me know your thoughts a lot of good stuff going on it's a really good time to be a fan of pro wrestling uh whether it's wwe uh whether it's aew ring of honor whether it's <coughs> excuse me whether it's uh gcw and all the great indie promotions that are out there uh active and uh come at you on a streaming service uh, near you there's it's so much fun there's so much opportunity out there so um it's a great time to get involved if you haven't um there's also a lot of great back catalogs on there so if you want to see some uh really historic matches uh from ring of honors past i believe that honor club is still active although they've heard that that may be changing soon uh you got the past gcw catalog on fight plus you've got the mlw catalog on pro wrestling tv You've got hundreds of promotions on the IWTV streaming service for $9.99 a month. You've got most of the CZW catalog on there, uh, Jersey All Pro Wrestling, and dozens, dozens of others. So check it out. What are you waiting for? Um, so uh, join me and Caperoni uh, next time, wherever you uh, get your podcasts. Uh, we're on Apple. We're on Google Play. Uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, you can get us on Twitter. You can interact with us directly on there. Uh, we're on Twitch now. Uh, we're on YouTube. We could get a glimpse. Um, again, missing my partner in crime, AD. Hoping to have you back uh, next week. And uh, But until then, uh, I'm CB, holding down the fort as the show must go on. Um, follow us on re at Wrestling Makes on social media. And uh, we will see you next time uh, on Wrestling Makes the World Takes. See you, folks.